What's up and welcome to Fortitude in 15 with Sam Panich and Parker Yablon, presented by Elevation Nation. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world and give you some tips and tricks on how to activate mental fortitude and conquer the real world. The Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions on this Fortitude and 15 Thursday. And while it was an incredible game with some fantastic commercials, I hope everyone enjoyed their time watching the Super Bowl. We're not going to talk just about sports themselves today because something super interesting happened with why we think the Rams actually won the Super Bowl. Isn't that right, Parker? Well, I mean, yeah, they played great. They have a good quarterback, a good young coach. They'd been there before with experience. They also spent the most money this year. They would double down, (laughs) Sam's favorite word. That's my least favorite word. Their biggest players, um, bringing in new people. But you can have, and I think we've known in any sport or in any piece of life, You could have the best people on paper, but do the best people on paper always deliver? Of course not. That's never the case. So I think today's conversation is all around something that maybe goes unsaid or unknown around what the Los Angeles Rams focused on in particular this year. Elevation Nation, they use something that is near and dear to our hearts. They used psychology to help with their players' mindsets. So let me explain. You guys ever heard the phrase, nice guys finish last? Well, in this case, they finished first and they won the Super Bowl because most of the Los Angeles Rams, if you're listening to some of their interviews about the team, about the vibe in the locker room, about the coaching staff, about practice, one of the words that they continue to say, phrases here, is positive reinforcement. They've created at the Rams an environment that is welcoming, that is encouraging, and that is positive, that people have fun wanting to work hard and play. Now, I want everyone to take a second and think, yes, it's a game. Yes, of course, many of these people are having fun. They get to get paid millions of dollars to play a game that they love, right? So fun should always be in it. But have you ever noticed how a lot of players are unhappy? They seem angry. They don't seem like they're getting enough playing time or they're frustrated or they don't have good chemistry in the locker room. For a lot of these people that are playing these sports, it's not that amazing positive environment. Well, I mean, Sam, the stereotype is that in sports, I feel like you have a coach who's like really hard, yelling, run your sprints. Like that's a stereotype. And I honestly think that we've all had if you in one way, shape, or form, we've all had a coach like that, very, um, you know, not angry, but just like intense. And, you know, you have to do things by the book and get when in reality, I agree with you, positive reinforcement, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's building a sports team, whether it's, I don't know, even hanging out with your friends is such a unique and awesome way to go about building culture and that's what Sean McVay the head coach of the Rams focused on in this year in particular and yes they had the best players 
Yes, they spent a lot of money and they spent the most money. But at the end of the day, those intangibles probably mattered the most to get them over that hump and hoist that trophy. Totally. I agree, Parker. It brings me to when I was an athlete back in high school, my sophomore football coach was a complete asshole and I hated playing for him and it made me not want to work hard for him. And he wondered why our team started losing. It was because no one respected him and no one liked him and no one wanted to play hard for him. And then compare that to my basketball coaches, David Hess, who was on the podcast and and Pat Ambrose and Paul Swan, some of my coaches there. Every single day I woke up and was excited to see them and excited to work hard for them. And to this day, I would run through a wall for those guys. So it's amazing how a different environment in a locker room and on a practice facility can totally change how a player wants to perform. Well, I mean, not just a player. How about in work? We're all part of teams and whatnot. It's the same thing. You come up, the stereotype is that a boss is very formal, very intense. We got to get the project done. We have to meet our goals. Yes, great. But there's two ways to go about it. Being very strict, uh, micromanaging, you know, not very receptive of that positive influence that can be created. Or you take the other way where everyone's on the even level level playing field, uh, contributing and feeling comfortable to be themselves. Uh, those are where the best ideas and the best, I think, people come from is where they feel comfortable being themselves. So I want to read um, a little bit from the article on some things that the Rams implemented in their team. I feel like we should 100% talk through that. Shout out, shout out the author so we don't get sued. Yeah, the author is Justin Bariso of Inc.com. I mean, it's a very well-known publication, so we're not just pulling this out of our ass. So some of the examples that he talks about from this idea of positive psychology are the help first rule, saying if you're in a difficult situation and you notice someone else is too, you just try helping first. Uh, the rule of recognition, your default setting is to focus on what a person does right and to make a point to commend the person for those positive actions sincerely and specifically. Uh, another one is the rule of disagree and commit. Start with open, honest discussion and voice healthy disagreement. However, once a decision is made, any who still disagree must commit. They should fully support the decision and try to work their best to make it work. So there's some more things in the article and we'll link it in the bio. But Sam, I think one thing that's really interesting about the things I just read and even the article itself is that these things seem so easy. So basic. They're so basic. Like you grow up, you learn this stuff in freaking preschool. However, why are we so fascinated and why are articles being written about these really basic things? And I think it's because most people forget about these basic things that can make such a positive difference in the workplace, in a sports team, and anywhere, uh, I, I think, in the world. We have this wrong notion, and I don't know where it was developed, that putting in longer hours, getting yelled at, pushing harder, pushing those around you to you know, be more intense, somehow makes a better final product. I don't, I mean, I have a guess where that probably came from. Like 
the industrial age when all we did was like it wasn't creative work it was just working on an assembly line right like sure work was synonymous with like not being happy work was synonymous about production output making none of this matters support your family none of this matters if you are working probably on a production line or at least not as much right because output you need to work hard but actually now that i'm saying that out loud i take back my statement even a positive environment in a factory worker setting will probably lead to people working happier, longer, and quicker as well. So hopefully we're getting to an age where as we explore psychology more and more and how it impacts work environment, team environments, we can reap the benefits of positive psychology, changing the mindset of the people that work for us, the people that work with us, and the people who we work for in order to use this positive mentality and this positive mindset to create really just welcoming and productive work environments. Companies say, and their values all surround the things that we're talking about. We value compassion. We value openness. We value hard work. We value, um, you know, enthusiasm, love, no hate, all these things. The forefront, they say that they value these things. But why is it still a challenge uh, across the board for people to implement these things in each day? That's the hard thing, I think, is that people, I'm not speaking for everyone, I'm just saying I think it's actually less of the majority of people who are not thinking about these things. And maybe it's not even something that they, they, they don't want to think about, they're thinking about it, but implementing it and being intentional every day to be create these environments is sometimes missed i think yeah totally well parker it wouldn't be fortune 15 without your perspective what do you got for us today is it something from the article or do you have another impactful super bowl positive reinforcement quote for us so i got a quote for everyone it, you know I can relate this to our conversation that we just had in some way, or you can just take it how you want to take it, but it maybe it has nothing to do with what we just talked about. I just think it's fascinating. Said by Steve Jobs, some people say, give the customers what they want, but that's not my approach. Our job at Apple is to figure out what they're going to want before they know I think Henry Ford once said, if I'd ask customers what they wanted, they would have told me, we want faster horses. People don't know what they want until you show it to them. That's why I never rely on market research. And our task is to read things that are not yet on the page. So I think, first of all, I love that quote. Like That was one of my favorite quotes from the Steve Jobs book. Um, But if I'm going to spin this to our conversation now is if we're talking about culture, we're talking about positive psychology, that's the thing that is not tangible. You can't pick it up and be like, oh, show and tell. Here you go. Positive psychology. If you want to be a good leader, if you want to be someone who make a difference, if you want to make other people around you better and happier, maybe it's looking out for the things that they don't even know are a possible you know bringing together things 
like positive psychology, implementing small things throughout the day that seem normal to them, but you're doing it intentionally because you're making a difference in, in their world. And I think that will, as a result, pay more dividends in the end for yourself, your team, your company, and maybe if you're in the Super Bowl, you know, give you the opportunity to hoist a Super Bowl trophy. You never know. And finally, if you made it this far in the episode, shout out to a loyal listener, Jordan Monahan. He's giving a lot of great feedback on F-15s and I appreciate it. Parker, I love that quote. I just got the Steve Jobs book on Kindle. Can't wait to read it so we can discuss and looking forward to it. Elevation Nation, until next week, congrats to the Rams. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you aren't already a subscriber, please do subscribe and leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at ElevationNation underscore IO and on Twitter at ElevateBeGreat. Check us out on the web at www.elevationnation.io. Special thanks to our producer, Parker Yablon, and our directors of social media and strategy, Alexa Pullman, Daniel Sternberg, Danny Pullman, and Maddie Schloss. Until next week, Elevation Nation. 